hello. Welcome back to the Victorian Parlor. I am Monty Ashley. I am your gracious host. You can tell because I'm talking in this oddly stilted way. <laughs> As before, I am going to be running some Victorian Parlor games, which the ancient books I've read assure me are actual games that people actually played. And my victims, I mean contestants who will be playing them are... First, for once, Jason Snell. Hello, Mr. Monty Ashley. This is a lovely parlor you have here. It would be a shame if anything happened to it. (laughs) (laughs) You're proposing some kind of protection racket. I like it. It's possible. Maybe I just really like the parlor. Please do not damage my vintage doilies or crystal balls. Those probably aren't in real parlors. I'm not going to touch your crystal balls. (laughs) Our second contestant, you heard her laughing just then. Kathy Campbell. Bonjour. Ooh. Wait, are we in are we Victorian England? A Do visitor we know? from the east. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think German would be more appropriate for Victorian. Mm, the de France. <laughs> and a ringer from actual England, Anthony Johnston. <laughs> well met and good morrow to you, fine fellow of a most Monty-like persuasion. Uh, rumpy Pumpy. <laughs> Can I interest you in an egg? That comes later. <laughs> now, what we're going to do is play a number of rounds of games that I found in old books. What's the number? Five. Okay, good. The first game we tried in the first round of Victorian Parlor Games, but I didn't get the rules quite right. So if you will cast your mind back, you will, of course, remember a book called Social Amusements. How could a we choice collection of parlor games, tricks, charades, tableaus, parlor theatricals, pantomimes, and palmistry. And figures and calls for dancing in the language of flowers, etc., etc., presented with the compliments of the passenger department of the Burlington Route, Burlington and Missouri River Railroad, P.S. Eustis, General Passenger Agent, July 1st, 1886. Volume 2. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, I think it's interesting that this book is clearly from America. And... Right. This was presumably intended to be played on a train. Mm. Well, America did exist in the late 19th century, <laughs> didn't it? So perhaps yes. not that unusual. Well, I think the Victorian parlor games would have been putting on airs. Like, we're going to make our train all classy-like with these parlor games. Yes. yes. Doilies. So this game is called, somehow, Taffy. The way it works is, and I've read these rules several times, and I'm positive I've got this right now. <laughs> The first person, that will be Jason, will declare what sort of animal he would like to be. In the example, it is a spider. The woman says, I should like to be a spider. Then, we inquire of the person on Jason's left, who will pretend is Antony, why Jason has made such a strange choice. This person (laughs) must not pay a compliment, nor an insult. It says here they reply simply, from the well-known nature of the insect, because you wish that all living things should avoid the place where you have chosen your abode. That's perfectly clear. No further explanation is needed. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. So you answer neutrally what reason this person has for having chosen such an odd animal. Then we go to the person on their right. Kathy, you're on Jason's right. And we ask them, what advantage would Jason find in this transformation? And the example here, 
which I am assured is a compliment, <laughs> that of escaping from a crowd of admirers whom your modesty makes you look upon as importunate. Again, this yes. is perfectly clear, and no further explanation is needed. Yep. <laughs> so we'll start with Jason. Jason, what sort of animal should you like to be? I should like to be a hippopotamus. Anthony, <laughs> why does Jason want to be a hippopotamus? You may not compliment him or insult him. Jason wants to be a hippopotamus because they like to wallow in the sun. They like to wallow? Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, I mean, that's fairly on. neutral, isn't it? I guess. I'm not sure. It's All right. Uh, Kathy, <laughs> what advantage uh, will Jason receive? And this must be a compliment. Jason would receive the ability to be ruthless and feared throughout the entire animal kingdom with his sheer awesomeness. I'm sorry, you're not actually complimenting him. You're complimenting what he would become. You're complimenting hippo Jason. You're supposed to compliment actual Jason. Oh. What? That, that so moving on. Made so much sense <laughs> in the rules. Wait, we are supposed to compliment hippo Jason or we're not supposed to compliment? The second person is supposed to compliment hippo Jason. The first person is not supposed to compliment hippo Jason. This is perfectly clear. Wait. And I've read the rules several times, so mm -hmm. I'm positive Didn't about you this. just say I didn't get the point because I complimented hippo jason not normal jason well you're, you're supposed to compliment regular jason the first person is not supposed to compliment anybody they're just right. supposed to re respond neutrally for example uh right and then the second person is supposed to compliment the real person yeah like in the in the example the assumption is that the young lady who wishes to become a spider has to uh, escape her admirers ah. because her modesty forbids it so she becomes a spider to escape. But it, so it's not related to the animal that they choose. It's a compliment to the person that has nothing to do with the trait well, of the animal. She becomes a spider, which is very small, and thus escapes the crowd. I'm glad this is so clear. Kathy, yeah. what sort of animal would you like to be? I would like to be a platypus. A platypus, a fine thing for a young lady to become on the Burlington and Missouri River Railroad on July 1st, 1886. You got the book the day it came out. Yes. Jason, you are on Kathy's left. Uh, I, 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 of course, uh, Kathy would be... Why has she made this choice? She would want to become a platypus because the platypus is an interesting creature that uh, that uh, is both a mammal and lays eggs. All right. <laughs> That's an answer. That's Sure it is. <laughs> Just saying facts. Anthony, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure quite how I have laid this table out, but you are also on Kathy's right. Uh, okay. Um, and, of course, uh, the advantage Kathy would gain from becoming a platypus is that she could um, swim more easily by diving into the river with her platypus limbs. That's not a confident. <laughs> it's not. It seems to imply that she is not already an excellent swimmer. It does, doesn't it? Yes. Well, that would actually be extremely correct. I am a terrible swimmer. But, <laughs> but, it, but surely still not a compliment. Is, I don't think you're supposed to point that out. Right. It's very true. It's very rude, Anthony. I'm, it I'm is. Very, it's very ungentlemanly of me. How, yes. how uncouth. Yes. Anthony. Very disappointed. Please show us how this is done. What sort of animal <laughs> should you like to be? <laughs> I should like to be a giraffe. 
Kathy, he, why? He obviously chose that because giraffes are so very tall and graceful. All right. Hmm. Jason, what advantage well, will Antony get? I would understand that Antony would like to be a giraffe because from such a high vantage point, he could better survey his many admirers. Ooh. Uh, I like it. Very good. Uh, by my crude scoring here, I think that Jason did well in two rounds, and the other two people did well in one round each. So Jason is going to go first in the round round one of conundrums. Huh? <laughs> oh, yes, ha- of course, conundrums. I have here a book entitled Conundrums, containing 1,000 of the latest and best conundrums gathered from every conceivable source and containing many that are entirely new and original. Now, I have to admit, this is actually from 1905, (gasps) but the first copyright is 1893. There are four categories of conundrum in this book. General conundrums, biblical conundrums, poetical (laughs) conundrums, and French conundrums. The four kinds of conundrum. Mm -hmm. Of course. What we're going to do in this round is I'm going to read you a question from the general conundrums. Then everybody gets to guess what the answer might be. You will all be wrong. (laughs) I will tell you what the actual answer is. And then Jason, because he is going first, will try to explain why it's funny. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Yes, because nothing is more hilarious than explaining a joke. Explaining a (laughs) (laughs) 110-year-old. Yes. (laughs) So prove by logic that an oyster is better than heaven. Anyone? Uh, well, uh, an oyster is better than heaven because while the pearly both have a pearl as a key component, the pearly gates and the pearl inside the oyster, uh, one cannot eat the pearly gates. Uh, Jason, that was totally going to be my answer. <laughs> Down to the pearl jokes. <laughs> Darn it. Too slow. You snoozed. You lost. I know. Does, it, does anyone else have a guess or shall I tell you the... Uh, because uh, clams make such fantastic noises, and heaven seems to be more of a harp and lute. <gasps> what do clams area? have to do with this? <laughs> what, what noises the do clams, clams make? The make? cassonette noises, so you can mm. click and, okay, and join so, in. <laughs> and you prefer that noise to harps. Many a day I've walked through the mud fields and heard the clapping of the clams around me. <laughs> I'm thinking of a like Alice in Wonderland era mm. clam dance. Uh, oysters are better than heaven because you can gorge yourself on oysters now, uh, whereas you may or may not reach heaven later. The answer <laughs> listed here is that nothing is better than heaven and an oyster is better than nothing. Ah, you see, well, that's that's a, that's a play on words, Monty, where it's like be- nothing's better than this and this is better than nothing. Uh, and therefore, there is some sort of like illogic that would make that funny. All right. Yeah. Does that does that oh, work now? Sure. Do, now, do you understand? <laughs> yeah, I approve. <laughs> I'm actually going to share this riddle because I find it genuinely funny. Oh, who no. is the who is the greatest chicken killer spoke of, spoken of in Shakespeare? The greatest chicken killer spoken of in Shakespeare. Wow. The answer uh. is 
Macbeth, because he did murder most foul. Oh, <laughs> that's a legitimate See, if joke. it was okay. pigs, I that's, would say Hamlet. That's a proper Christmas cracker joke. That is. Yeah. That's yeah, complete with crown. All right. Uh, here's one that uh, after everybody fails to get it, Kathy will be called upon to explain to me. When is charity like a top? Ah, charity. they mean spinning top, don't they? Like a, oh, possibly. I honestly yeah. can't tell. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the spinning tops were, you know, fairly um, common child's toys back then. So, right. So, it, because neither of them is uh, is something for, or both of them are something that benefits children. <laughs> the answer listed here is: Is it something it be- to do with beginning at home? <laughs> that might be the answer. What Ooh. it says here is. When it begins to hum. Ah, yes, there you go. Now, ah. So you're suggesting some kind of accent joke. Charity begins to because hum. Because charity begins at home. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow, poor oh, wow. So much- there. Wow. Thank you. It just makes sense when we have a British gentleman. I'm sorry, Kathy. I completely stole your, uh, your turn uh, there. <laughs> th- yeah, that was totally what I was going to say. Yeah, so. <laughs> All right. Uh, Anthony, you're going to be called upon for this one, which is... The one that I saw that created this whole category. When is a man of greatest use at the dinner table? Can anyone guess when a man is of greatest use at the dinner table? I'm turning into my uh, family feud voice here. When he's <laughs> carving the turkey. Uh, cleaning the plates. This says... When he is a spoon. <laughs> now, Anthony, this comes from your country. What are they talking about? I have no idea. Uh, I, a spoon, how bizarre. That's got to be some, got to rely on some Victorian double meaning of the word spoon, hasn't it? Um, I get most of but these. I, but have... I can't think what it would be. I mean, like, would it be the, because. You get to spoon with them after if you're the lady of the house? Uh, no, I was just oh. going to say, like, the the, the verb so. to spoon is not, I don't think it dates back that far. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I'm, most I'm not sure. The, most of these, if they require extra words, will explain them in parentheses. For instance, why is a policeman on his beat like an Irishman rolling down a hill? It says, because he's patrolling. And then in parentheses, it says, Pat, Pat rolling. rolling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they explain some of them. But when he but is a spoon, spoon. That's, yeah, I don't get it. A spoon, something to do with ladling, maybe? Or is it you, you eat soup with a spoon? That's got nothing to do with being a man. I don't know. I am totally baffled. <laughs> All right, then. I'm afraid I cannot Conundrum. give you a point for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you did pick up a point stealing from Kathy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, so, Kathy. <laughs> so now the ranking is Jason is in the lead, and then Anthony, and then Kathy. Now, the last time we visited the parlor, we played a game called I Love My Love with an A. That, of course, was in a book called The Book of Parlor Games, comprising explanations of the most approved games for the social circle, biz games of motion, attention, mystification, fun, gallantry, and wit with forfeits, penalties, etc., translated from the French by the authoress of Flora's Lexicon, Language of Flowers, Ladies, Companion, etc., etc., in 1852. Terms and conditions apply. This time, 
I was reading Jolly Games for Happy Homes to Amuse Our Girls and Our Boys, The Dear Little Babies and Grown-Up Ladies, edited by Georgiana C. Clark. And it had a game with the same name. And I will read the but description But it's a completely it. different name. Game, is it? <laughs> well, it's a slightly different game because there are different categories. But I really like the description of it, so I'm going to read that briefly. I Love My Love with an A is a very old game. We are told that Queen Elizabeth, that's the old Queen Elizabeth, not the current Queen Elizabeth, I suspect, did not disdain to play Considering she wasn't it, even and born the at days, the point when this book was written, yes. <laughs> that would have been a remarkable I case of it's just, it's, just, it's just for Americans who have no knowledge of history that Monty said <laughs> yes. that. And in the frivolous days, people in America may not know that there was a Queen Elizabeth before Queen Elizabeth II. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, you're not wrong. And in the frivolous days of Charles II, when the fair Stuart amused herself within the precincts of the palace by building card houses with the assistance of the king himself and sundry other noblemen, no loss of dignity was involved in joining in a merry round of I Love My Love with an A. And the way this book does it, it's I Love My Love with an A because he's amiable, I hate him because he is anxious. His name is Alfonso. He lives at Amontillado. He took me to the sign of the ape and anvil and treated me to apple fritters. Wow, that's a lot of things. Yay, no flowers. Okay. Oh, yes, thank goodness. <laughs> but we played that last time, so we're not going to play it this time. Oh. In- instead, we're going to play the very next game in the book, oh, which no. is suspiciously similar. I love my love with a bee. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this book just goes on. This book is called How Can You Please Me? Oh, and God. it says that this game can be played with any number in the twilight or dark, or under any circumstances, and such games are often very useful to keep a number of young people quiet during the occurrence of any dilemma. But is there any loss of dignity involved? It does not say. Probably there will be some. Family-friendly show. Okay. The way this game works is, person A says, how can you please me? Person B responds, I will please you with fire, I will please you with water, I will please you with earth, and I will please you with air. Now, this does, I want to emphasize, this does appear to be a game and not some kind of mysterious Masonic ritual. (laughs) (laughs) And in the example, the way it works is, how will you please me with fire? And the person answers, I will set a good fire, a light for you. You see, a light begins with A. And for water, the answer is, I will allow you to ask for it. Because ask begins with A. And I will already say that in their example, I don't think they do a great job of pleasing the person. In that just letting somebody ask for water doesn't sound super great. (laughs) Yeah. How will you please me with earth? The example is, I will give you arable land to till. So now you're a farmer. (laughs) Great. (laughs) And how will you please me with air? I will send you an albatross when you are at sea. (laughs) So we're going to start with Jason and the letter F. Okay. So Jason, you must ask Kathy how she will please you. Uh, Kathy, how can you please me with F? And so then I say just I will please you. You start with with fire. How will you please him with fire with a letter beginning with F? I will please you with fire with flammable materials. I will please you with water, with fish to eat. I will please you with earth, with flowers to grow. And I will please you with air, with fans to blow. Very good. Ooh, it rhymed. Oh, ooh. <laughs> rhymes. Bonus <laughs> <Very laughs> <good>. points. <laughs> Curtsy. <laughs> now, Kathy, you go to Anthony. 
Antony, how will you please me? Uh, I will please you. Time out. Am I doing G? You, you are doing G, but I should point out that the practically the only element of these games is remembering the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the last time I will be reminding you what the next letter is. Well, this no, is before they invented we were, that song. You didn't specify that this also moved oh, through the alphabet. That's true. Yes. I didn't. I will now. Very true. We are proceeding job, through the alphabet. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, stalling tactic completely failed. Um, Kathy, <laughs> I will please you with fire... Uh, by igniting gunpowder. Ooh, exciting. I, <laughs> lots of fire. I will please you with water by handing you a gourd filled with it. I will please you with earth uh, by laying a bed of gravel for you to walk upon. And I will please you with <laughs> air by uh, sending a gull to transport you away. <laughs> mm, I'll allow it. <laughs> I love that you went with gourd instead of glass. I think you're going to need that gourd full of water after you set all that gunpowder alight. It's <laughs> <laughs> very true. <laughs> now, glass think, didn't even you, occur to me. <laughs> you go to Jason. Jason, how will you please me? Uh, I will please you with fire by taking you on a guided tour of hell. <laughs> I will please you with water by providing you with a heavenly host of uh, of, uh, of potable of. potable drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> I will please you with earth by harvesting in the fields uh, the finest wheat, and I will please you with air by uh, giving you a balloon filled with helium. Ah. Uh, that was very good. I am not going to give you points for a heavenly host of potable <laughs> drinking water, as, as, as I'm not sure that's a phrase anyone's ever used. I, I'm sure it <laughs> has we'll been. H2O is just yeah, sitting you're right. there. You're right. <laughs> oh, no. I'm One still worried about hellfire. <laughs> One more round. Uh, uh, Kathy, how can you please me? <laughs> I will please you with fire with ignitable items. I will please you with water with ice cubes. I will please <laughs> Just throwing you with them at him. <laughs> earth. <laughs> I will please you with earth with igneous rock. And I will please you with air... With irrational fears. Hmm. In the air? Yes, they float through the air and get in your head. That's how you get them hmm. randomly. Sure. It's true. Antony, how will you please me? Uh, I will, Kathy, please you with fire by lighting a joss stick for you. <laughs> um, I will please you with a jug full of water. Uh, uh, I will please you with earth by uh, planting a juniper bush. <laughs> You're welcome. Please you with air by. Uh, 
flying you into the sky so you can observe Jupiter. <laughs> so you're worried she can't see Jupiter now, but <laughs> right. I gotta go a couple from thousand 50 feet miles above. up. It'll be fine. You get a little closer. <laughs> and Anthony, send it to Jason. Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> Challenging roll out of him. Sorry, I was too busy dying. Um, Jason, how will you please me? Uh, I will please you with fire, the fiery temper of Kathy. <laughs> I, will, uh, I will please you with water from the uh, Kanawha River in West Virginia. <laughs> I will please you with earth with the finest grown kale, and I will please you with air that is pleasantly warm as measured by Lord Kelvin's temperature scale, which rhymes with kale. Oh, yeah! I thought you were going to go with kite. Yeah, I thought of Lord Kelvin first. K is a bad letter. It's a very bad letter. Yes, All right. Well, counting in the bonus points to Jason and Kathy for working in rhymes. <laughs> Nobody told well, me that was a thing. Well, we didn't know. That's why it's a bonus point. Uh, I believe Jason is still ahead and Kathy and Anthony are tied. Hooray. Now we're going to go to conundrum round two. Oh, no. oh God. Oh. That, that Great, last round, by the way. So well. That was, I think that was more fun than just plain I love my love with an A. I think you need yeah. to be more, more inventive. Yeah. Yes. I agree. So this is, uh, in the last time we played Victorian parlor games, I took the book Home Amusements, a collection of riddles, charades, rebuses, etc. And then I think it goes on for another like 40 words. And had people choose a number from 1 to 117, and I read them the incomprehensible conundrum and challenged them to come up with the answer. I think this will actually be more interesting if we do it the other way around. (laughs) So, Jason, Uh, give me a number from 1 to 117. 115. 115. Your answer is... PG without an I. <laughs> um, and and I need to come up with a conundrum. Yes, what conundrum is the answer? PG how, without an I. How is the head of a boar best served? Because it's pig, but we take out the eyes take of the, the head eyes, of yeah. the boar. Although. Aren't the eyes of animals like that delicacies? I don't know. Without the <laughs> don't, eye, he said. He said without the <laughs> eye. I know, I know. That's pretty good. Uh, the one they have in the book is spell blind pig with two letters. Ah, yeah, see, that's pretty ah. close. That's in the ballpark. Yeah, so you, you, you were certainly part. on the track, and you stumbled on one that I think actually kind of makes sense. So good work. Thank you. <laughs> Anthony. Yes. Give me a number from 1 to 117 that is not 115. <laughs> 73. 73. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Good old 73. The answer is they are Majorca, Minorca, and America. Ah. Uh... 
Mm. Something to do with families and the new world, maybe? I'm just thinking of the old practice of calling people, you know, uh, fathers and son will be so-and-so major and such-and-such such minor. Or not father and son, sorry, uh, brothers. Um, uh, but Mallorca and Menorca, uh, aren't they both off the coast of Spain? Yeah. Uh, and, oh, well, and, you know, okay, so uh, Spanish explorers... Uh, no, I'm floundering. <laughs> it turns out that you were somewhat befuddled by my pronunciation. Oh, it, okay. The question turned out to be, how can great K, little K, and K in a merry mood make two islands and a continent? So I think the answer is ma- major K, minor K, and America oh, K. Ameri K. Ameri K. <laughs> I feel like that's about the best response any of these get in any situation. Yeah. Kathy, like would, really you like to t- would you like to take a crack? I would like to choose number two, please. Family show. <laughs> number two. Number two. Oh, all the way back here. Making you turn a page. All right. When Eve presented Adam with a little cane... And then the word cane is spelled C-A-N-E in parentheses. Um, oh, family show, family uh, show. Yeah, I thought Adam presented <laughs> Eve with a little cane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, when, so it's, I, ugh, I was going to say it's something to do with the first child, but with the spelling... Being, no, that that's just the answer to the, to the that's not a conundrum if you just say who was the first child born. Well, Someone right, but cane. like something along the lines of children because of that's where my brain was going, but obviously Can I get the answer again? Uh when Eve presented Adam with a little cane. How? Yeah, I have, I have, I have no idea. I, I, it's got to be something to do with Cain and Abel, hasn't I, it? I was, well, yeah, yeah. I was going to say let's let's have it be really bad theology and have it be something like the first Christmas present. Ha <laughs> ha! Because right. it's the wrong no, book. The, the question <laughs> is: wrong. When were walking sticks first invented? <laughs> oh, yeah. When he presented Adam with a little cane. Oh no! Wow! Wow! Oh, no, All right. No, no, no. I'm not sure how well that went. So let's do another round of this going forwards. We'll ask the question okay. and we'll see if the answer... Because I feel like we're all firmly in the conundrum mindset now. Oh, yes. Yes. If we run into a Gollum, we're totally going to crush sins, him. yes. <laughs> all right. Jason, give me a number. 42. Nice. I get it. That's, that's a reference. Mm. Why is a cobbler like a king? Um... That sure sounds like a riddle. Both have what? to. What? Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> both have to uh, shoo away their troubles. This says because his nose is above his chin. <laughs> <laughs> because they are both humans. I- <laughs> 
Yeah. I don't like that one. Is that something to do? Is a cobbler's... I like my shoe pun better. Right, but are the lasts that cobblers use maybe are points of those called things like nose and chin? No, you know what I, I mean? Where they fix no, shoes it's on. tongue. This is just a to get to the other side answer. <laughs> yeah. Like in the Basically other Basically implying that there's nothing like nothing else comparing a king and yeah. a cobbler other the, than the fact that they're human. In the uh. other conundrums book, one of the conundrums was what is the difference between a rusty penny and a shiny dime? And the answer was nine cents. You know, Monty, this reminds me very much. My kids used to get uh, riddle books, you know, because they're kids and they would get these books of the 101 riddles. And this this reminds me of this because they would ask me the riddle questions expecting that I would guess. <laughs> and and we would we would say it's unguessable. You're just supposed to read the answer out loud. Yeah. Right. But, but here, I, I think this is the lessons that uh, the conundrums taught us. Yeah. This is when your children learned you had feet of clay. <laughs> sure. This is the conundrums don't make any sense. I enjoy reading them. I admit they don't make the perfect game, but again, that's not my fault. It is the Victorian the era. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. yes. But I'm going to push on because I do blame like everything them. on the Victorians. We've been doing that for the last hundred years. <laughs> right. We're just going to do two more and then go on to the final round. So, Kathy, name a number. Sixty-nine. When is an ox not an ox? When it's a cow. When he is turned into a meadow. Oh, oh that's, yeah. okay. That's quite good. <laughs> that one nearly works. I like that. Anthony, yeah, take us home. Uh, 23. 23. I feel like I could just have five questions and five answers and people wouldn't be able to line them up. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to, like, guess which answer was the correct one (laughs) for the question. Why is a cow's tail like a swan's bosom? (laughs) (laughs) I cannot believe we're allowed to use words like that in the Victorian era. Wow. Why is is a cow's tail like a swan's (coughs) bosom? Because they both float above liquid? I like this answer. <laughs> I warn you, I think this is a legitimately good joke. Something about flies, maybe? Because it grows down. Oh, wow. Wow. <sighs> wow. Wow. It grows That's down. Like... Huh, huh, huh. Wow. <laughs> Solid. I have no words. All right. I, th- I think what we're learning here is that the entire of Victorian humor is based around dad jokes. Yes. It is. Man. And many of it is on pronunciation that never worked in this country and doesn't work in that country either. Not anymore, anyways. Yeah. All right. We're going to go on to the final round, which is, of course, would you like to buy an egg? Wahaha. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to start with Anthony. Anthony is okay. going to try to sell something to Kathy. The rules are... That you cannot... Antony can say anything he wants. Within the bounds of decorum, of course. Mm. Family show. Kathy, you cannot say no, I, or the name of the item. Antony, I have used the magic of the future to instant message you the name of the thing you will be trying to sell her. For a minute, I thought that was going to be another random.org plug. <laughs> <laughs> Your first word should be, would you like to buy 
and then the thing. Kathy, you will lose if you say any of those three words. If you buy the item, which somebody did last time, (laughs) (laughs) or if you don't answer him. So no, just keeping quiet. You have to actually play. Thank you for clarification on that third one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kathy, would you like to buy an apple? What kind? It is a very lovely apple, very tasty. Would you like to buy it? What color is it? It is green, a most luscious green. Would you like to buy it? Where is it grown? It is grown in the fields of England, in the uh, orchards even of England. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. And uh, harvested by young urchins. Would you like to buy it? It is most lovely. Mm. Are there worms? There are no worms. It is pristine. Would you like to buy it? Are you sure? I am very sure. Can you not see for yourself how lovely it is? Uh, It looks kind of gross. On the contrary, it is most tasty and lovely. Please, would you like to buy it? How would you know? Because I have eaten many apples from this same orchard myself, and so has my wife and all my children. Would you like to buy it? But this one in particular... Yes, this one in particular. It is, it practically has your name on it. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's looking like a negative answer. And how would you express such an answer, dear lady? (laughs) (laughs) By saying nine. That's... All right, that's two minutes. I think she successfully... Hang on, though. You Hmm? can't just say no in another language. (laughs) Or can you? (laughs) That was not part of the rules. (laughs) If it turns out that the rules need to be changed, we'll change them for hypothetical future rounds of this nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now we're going to go to Kathy, who will attempt to sell Jason a thing. As soon as I think of what that thing should be. All right, Kathy, I have sent you a thing. Please wheedle Jason. Jason, would you like to buy an orange? This seems disgusting. Uh, Oranges are the best. Besides, you don't have to eat it. It makes a very good scent. You can boil it over the stove. Would you like to buy it? How would one boil it? By putting it in boiling water. Would you like to buy one? Where would I get... Oh, I said I. That's it. <laughs> ah. <laughs> All right. So that's uh, 30 and seconds And you were so careful Jason. about saying one earlier as I know. well. <laughs> I know. And then I just I got lost in it. I, I would I be like a bad it. Victorian. By the way, Monty, that was tactic. that thwacking sound your return key? Possibly. <laughs> when, you said, when was I, it? When you said to Kathy, I'm sending you the object, and then there was this massive thwung mm. sound. Yes, that's the, this game has sound effects. That's the sound effect. It yes. happens once per episode. Watch for it. All right. Uh, Jason, you will now attempt to sell Antony a thing. Antony, I have some tasty steak here. And? Would you like to buy some steak? Would you like to buy a steak? 
It's that very reasonably like priced. A bad idea. It's it's very reasonably priced. Everybody loves them. My tastes don't run to steak or meat of oh, any kind. There it is. You've said steak. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm supposed to say the meat. Oh, God, sorry, I forgot I wasn't supposed to say the item. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so focused on not saying I that uh, I. yeah. Yep. So uh, after that, it looks like Kathy is the only person who's held out for two whole minutes. Mm-hmm. Anthony went down in twelve seconds, and Jason yeah. went down in thirty seconds. Congratulations, Kathy Campbell. You are the champion of the parlor. Yay! Uh, I win, I win. I have no prize for you. At some point in the future, you can go head-to-head against Brian Hamilton, the only other person. Oh, don't worry. Brian and I, yeah, we'll duke it out, and I will win. And one of you will buy an egg. (laughs) We are not going home until somebody buys an egg. (laughs) Buy this. Never mind. <laughs> and that is how I think you play Victorian parlor games. <laughs> I would like to thank all of my contestants. First, of course, Kathy Campbell, the champion of the parlor. Thank you so much for playing. Thank you so much, Monty. Jason Snell, thank you for allowing me to run Victorian parlor games at you. I love my love <laughs> with an M. His name is Monty. Ah, Anthony Johnston, thank you for lending a tone of authenticity to these proceedings. Fare thee well, Sir Monty of Ashley. And to everybody who was listening, still, thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) 